Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. Now, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat, at Big Meach 41, and soon to be on TikTok. That's right. Now, this is the special edition of the podcast, my interview series with a very special guest. All right, Bearcat fans. I'm excited to bring in this Bearcat legend and, you know, going through the process of interviewing all these former players, man, I have like three or four guys like, man, you got to interview this guy. So I reached out to him and he was like, for sure, I'm in. Played for the Bearcats from 1998 to 2002, the 6'11 center from Augusta, Georgia, and my former teammate, I'd like to bring in number 50, Donald Little. What's up, D? <laughs> Meach. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. How you doing? I'm doing what? I haven't talked to you in forever. Man, I, I got some, you know what? I have so many stories of you. You don't, you don't probably don't even remember because I was a young boy coming in. So I looked up to you guys. So you've been there already. Yeah. You know, the no, noisy walk on and everything, man. You was Michael Jordan of Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Jordan. That's funny. Yeah, we got, we're definitely going to get into some of those stories, but I want to kind of go through like your history, um, how you, how you got to UC. And we're going to take it all the way back to Augusta, Georgia. Now, you know who, and I looked this up, name the two most famous people from Augusta, Georgia that you can think of. Right now, James Brown. James Brown, boom. <laughs> that's easily number one, right? Number one is James Brown. Yep. Anybody else? That he, he was um, just born, born there. I'm trying to think. Um, I can't think of anybody else right now offhand. Hulk Hogan. Shut up. He was born in Augusta. Oh, I got. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Did you know that? I had no idea. Yep. He was born in Augusta, and so was the actor, Lawrence Fishburne. I had no idea. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So you're you're amongst good company, but hands down, James Brown's the most famous. Yeah. But next time I see Hulk, man, I'm like, hey, man, hey, Eugene. Now, take us through your um, take us through your high school career. Um, let's start from, you know, freshman year all the way to the senior, where you went and kind of your journey in high school. High school was a journey, man. Uh, come from Augusta, Georgia, you know, um, demographics are different. Um, mm-hmm. By the time I got to my 11th grade, se- 10th grade season, um, I was getting recruited by all the prep schools, big prep schools. <clears throat> so I got um, – was trying to recruit me for high school. Joel Hopkins, Mount Zion Christian Academy. They were number one in the nation at the time. And uh, he came to my house, told me, uh, 
Are you planning on going D1 or are you going junior college? I said, going D1. Going to the best, going to Carolina Dukes. And that was mm-hmm. a young kid. And uh, he was like, no, you're not. You have no core courses. I had only one core course in my junior year. So I was going to D1. I going D2, I'm sorry, D3 or whatever. So I had to go to prep school and boarding school. Went to Mount Zion with Tracy McGrady, my roommate. Mm-hmm. And everything just took off from there. Everything just took off. So, um, okay, so you were teammates with Tracy McGrady. Yeah, and roommates, yeah. Man, how was that? Yeah, um, yeah, me and teammates. Um, matter of fact, if you're looking to um, Google it, man, me and teammates did a big deal. Uh, recently hit Forbes um, in November. Hit Forbes. I put together an adversary for um, players that were going broke, mm-hmm. athletes, celebrities. Um, yeah, I just did a big old thing in Forbes, man. Yeah, check it out, Meech. Oh, definitely, for sure. That's yeah. dope. All right, <laughs> yeah. so so coming through, coming out of high school, who were some of the schools that recruited you? And then when UC started to recruit you, how'd that process go? I was getting recruited by, uh, I went to uh, Mazar Christian Academy, and by that time I was getting recruited by all the major schools because McGrady brought all the big schools in, um, more like uh, Missouri. And uh, dude was looking, no offer, though. Um, UCLA, Cincinnati, Georgia, UConn, just those major schools. And um, just watching the Bearcats, man, on TV in my dorm room every night, man. Every time they got on TV, that big, remember that big, huge Bearcat, the old floor? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. I can still say to the day, and they signed with Brand Jordan and Watching Kenya Martin and the defense, man, I just yeah. And this thing I know, I was committing. It was a wrap. Yeah, I came in on a visit when Kenya Martin took me on a visit. I met all you guys. Mm-hmm. You no, know, who was who was the main um, coach that started recruiting you? Which assistant coach? Recruiting out of high school or college. Uh, when you were when you were in high school, which which uh, assistant coach from the Bearcats was the first to start recruiting you? It was Ron Baker at first. Then yep. Cronin. Yep. Ron Baker at first. Um, it, I'm I'm, I'm gonna say Mick, but Ron Baker was the guy that did more personal with my mom and the home visit, and Mick the one who sealed the deal. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so he signed a deal with me and Steve Logan to come in. And, and yeah, that was it. Me and Steve came at the same time under Mick. Yep. So, what do you think the main reason was for you signing with the Bearcats? If you could look back to one thing that said, "I want to go to UC because <clears throat> I want to go to UC because they were aggressive. Um, they're more like grinders, hard workers. Mm-hmm. Just." More, just, as you already know, just more hard and rooted, hundred percent. Thuggish, no, no, no bull, no, no bull job, man. Right. Hard, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy, Misha. Like, cause we get like trying to tell somebody about that gratitude or attitude, they won't understand. But talking to you, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> yep. For sure. Yep. No lie. 
I totally do. And that's that's the great thing about having you guys on. So you guys can help explain like what we went through that grind. Not not only the the Hudson Bears, but just you know college basketball in general at that level, man. The grind that's involved. Because I think you know a lot of times I don't think fans understand how much goes into this stuff. You know, they go to the games, they enjoy the games, and they go home. Right. It doesn't stop for us as student athletes. No, no, won't, can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> no doubt. If you, if you want to be successful, though, you know, if you want to be like Huggins, he only recruited guys that wanted it, that wanted it, wanted to be successful more than. So if you didn't want it, he couldn't have wanted it for you. Right. And so if you really wanted it, you'll succeed. Just like life. Yep. Yep. No question. So, okay, so you commit to UC, you come in 1998, 1999 season. <clears throat> now, this is your first year. Now, oh, oh, by the way, I had a couple people um, on Twitter when I tweeted out that I was going to interview you, you were going to be on the show. A couple people had asked me to ask you, so you can say this, you came in the goggles. Right. The, the, explain the goggles. Right. The goggles, I mean, the goggles, it's, it's, it's still a, a mystery to me because I had a, a some kind of eye injury that I wasn't aware of. I think it was because of, I think I had a job, and uh, I had a, my first ever job and still my last job at a grocery store, and I used to clean the bathrooms. And I think Clorox or something in eye gave me a scar mm. upon my eye, yeah. And then... Never not knowing because it's just some simple as a scar. <laughs> so I, to protect my right eye, I had to wear goggles just so I wouldn't go blind or anything like that, though. But it was very uncomfortable. Man, those goggles are so tough to play in, man. Yeah, you did it too for a little while. I did. You remember that? Man, I remember a lot of stuff about you, man. You don't even know. Oh, we got <laughs> We got, <laughs> we got, we got to get into that. I did. I actually did wear the goggles. Cause I got hit. I got hit in the eye and had to wear those for a little bit. Man, it was, it was tough, man. I don't know how guys like Rip Hamilton like wore that mask for like his entire career. Could you imagine how uncomfortable that would be? I think because he got used, man. He had to wear it, so he got used to it, and he had a great season or situation, and the anxiety. I can't play as good as I did if I didn't wear it anymore. So it's probably just mental, you know. Right, right, right. No, for sure. So, so let's let's jump into this first season. Um, and you coming in um, as a freshman, um, we had a lot of we had a lot of big guys on the on the roster at the time. A lot of experienced um, big guys. So I mean, you kind of knew you had an uphill battle as a freshman to to earn that respect, earn that time, and and you know how with it how it is with Huggins, it's not given. It's earned, and um, but there was one game. Um, your first, I believe, it was your first game of action, and it was against Southern Utah. Um, you had eleven points. Do you remember that game? No. So you will here in a second. Southern Utah was the first round game we played at the Great Alaska Shootout. Mm. That was the first game. You eleven points that game, and it was me, you, 
uh, Myrick, a bunch of Jeez. us came off the bench because Hugs got mad at the starters and he <laughs> benched the starters. Yep. And that we got 11 points. I hit it. I remember one time I threw it to the post to you. You kicked it back out, and I hit a three. And man, we hey, we were cooking. We, we were cooking, and then he didn't. Then he didn't even really play us the second half. <laughs> that was our purpose, though, man. Yeah, Chris Kenya. Yep. Hey, for Duke, perfect. What's that? I said for Duke, perfect. It's like he hugged him, played the right way. You put that pressure on him early, so in Duke. They succeeded. Mhm. Mhm. So he, it worked out perfectly, though. Yeah. No. No. No doubt. That whole that whole trip to the Great Alaska Shootout was was crazy. It was man. It was a good time. <clears throat> Do you remember? And I had forgotten this. Somebody brought this up to me. Do you remember when we were in Alaska, and Hugs and the and the coaching staff took us out. And we went like uh, skeet shooting. You see, we were shooting. Yep. You remember that? Yep. I didn't remember that until I interviewed Pete Michael, and he brought it up. Oh, Pete. Sneaky Pete. I talked Sneaky to Pete. Pete. I talked to Pete the other day, but I totally forgot we had done the 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 skeet. But that that whole trip was like um, great. Any any memories just from that trip, Pete <laughs> Duke? <laughs> Nah, my memories are like ski shooting. Was on the, I mean, we were all on the bus and just going ski shooting. Um, it was dreary, dark all the time. We, yeah, I remember we were shooting vaguely. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, my, my biggest memory is, you know, it's in the Duke game situation. Yep. And most yep. of how, how's Pete doing, man? How, where's he at? He's doing well. He's working with the uh, Washington Wizards. Um, okay. And he's working his way up to, uh, he'd like to be a GM eventually so he's in the process of working his way up he's finished with his career overseas and uh here in the states trying to grind it out and uh, he wants to be a gm and then eventually uh go back and live in europe yeah okay i just made i ain't heard i usually keep up with pete man he's in miami the whole time because i was overseas he's overseas and we just bumped shit so you know it's all love and Mm -hmm. you know my brother man oh yeah he was always real low key, so right, right. Yeah, yeah. But Pete's uh, Pete's definitely doing well. So, so during this, during your first season, um, I think it was around right, right around Christmas time. You get injured. You hurt your elbow. Elbow. You have surgery, right? Right. And then you were. What's that? Yeah, yeah. Doc Kalisma, right? Yep. So, so what happened? Uh, we were in practice. Um, we are uh, you, me, you. We always we were in practice, and uh, I went to uh, you know we was, practice is crazy. You know, competitive is understatement. Eight <laughs> 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 minutes. Okay, so I went up for a dunk on Eugene Land. And you know how <laughs> wild and rough Eugene Land is. Yep. Yep. He uh, I went to dunk, went up to dunk, and he was you know, he's wild, and he hit me. and I came down on my elbow. Mm. And since then, uh, I had the red shirt. I had surgery. I read hugs, convincing the red shirt. I did it, listened to him. So uh, got stronger. Got a lot stronger. Weight room, weight room, weight room. And then next year, I had to guard King every day in practice. Man. 
Right. <laughs> with, with you on second team, Dirty Birds. Yep. The Dirty, <laughs> <laughs> the dirty uh, Birds. Hey, say that again because people don't know about that. <laughs> the dirty birds. The we dirty birds. Man. Yeah, right. man. We we used to have to go against that first team, man. Yeah, we had to the say kind of say Kenya, the number one in the nation, Kenya was the best, whatever, whatever. So it's like we had to face that the number one team every day. So mm-hmm. we had to put to get better. Right. So I tell right. Kenya all the time. I still talk to Kenya, man. Kenya, my boy, man. He, that's big bro. Mm-hmm. I was telling him, man, if, I, if it wasn't for you, man, had pushing that out of me, have to grind and kick your ass every day, man. That's my mentality, <laughs> bro. I wasn't doing it, but that's my mentality. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> and and I'm glad you said that. So just to go ahead and just jump right on into the um, your, your your sophomore year. <clears throat> And I'm going to talk about the, the injury um, that, that Kenyon had versus St. Louis. Um, you know, that season, uh, what was it, 29-4 and four record. Um, and, and really, this was this was the squad. Uh, like, this is the squad that everyone's talking about. Um, like, during the season, people are like, this team's going to win it all. Uh, expectations were extremely high. And then Kenyon just hurt. Yeah. Um, and, and take us through that game, man, against uh, St. Louis when when Kenyon gets hurt. That's crazy. What a freak accident! Yeah, we was, we was everything, you know, the hardcore. Before we got on the floor, people didn't want to play us. They were scared already. All black mm-hmm. unis, all red unis, like Jordan. So that game, I remember I was on the bench. And I was the backup for Kenyon, and I was on the bench and. And seeing that and having to feel those shoes and then just, like, knowing, oh, we had it, man. We had it. We had it. But he's still successful in number one pick. Um, seeing that injury, man, he went down. I thought it would be something minor, major. Cause we didn't know until I – mean, we didn't know until we got to the locker room, really. Yep. Or really what happened. So we thought he'll come back. You know, king of the beast. Mm-hmm. We always get up. So, like, and then we went by. By that time, I came, it was early in the game, wasn't it? Like the first quarter, second quarter. Yeah, well, I think it was, it was early. It was early in the game. Yep. Yeah, we rallied and just had to go out there and play. And since then, I had to grow up. And next year, I had to grow from that. But that injury, yeah, it was crazy. And, and, and you, you just said something I want to touch upon. So you were, you know, pulling back up. And when he goes down and, and you know, we find out that he's going to be out, uh, what's your mindset now? Now it's. D Little's up. It's your yeah. show. And I got to hold down the show, fill them shoes. And I knew I wasn't a big, huge scorer at all. I just know defensive presence. So I tried to bring that best way possible. Mm-hmm. And my best in it, man. And it's like, had to go hard. But playing against King and everything in practice, so I, I knew his tendencies and defense, what to look for, too, what to look for, positioning. He taught me all that. So mm-hmm. it, just, it just came to play, man. And, he taught me all that. It's crazy. In two years, he taught me all that. And when I came in, I was ready. Yeah, and this, you know, with Kenyon going out is, I mean, that was so tough on Bearcat fans. But from your, your standpoint, it, it really helped you grow um, as a player. Now, going into the NCAA tournament, I mean, think about this, Donald. You guys go from, you know, at this time, everyone's like, 
you know, the Bearcats are the team to beat um, in, in, the, in the country to Kenyon gets hurt and then it's the question marks. So going into the NCAA tournament, um, that game versus, versus Tulsa, and I remember the game versus Tulsa we just never right. – it was just so – I mean, obviously oh. it's going to be different when one of your best players gets hurt, but this is so different, man. It was so gloomy. It was just – we, yep. we, we were lost. I was, but I knew I was just lost to like in the moment. Then not realizing because I guess the injury put put us to a a standstill, and we never had to play without Kenyon. And also yep. like our brother being down. Like what do we do? Like and then us on that we was on a high. We was on a high to the high. Mm-hmm. Then get hit like that, man. You fall to a low. You know, we wasn't used to being low at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and we we need more. If we had more time, we could have regrouped. Yep. But we had to bounce right back, man. Get it together, man. Even when the game was over, Huggins won't upset, man. He knew everybody was just off. He was off. Yep. Yeah. And that's I mean that, that's tough on any team and, and coach when you have a dominant player like Kenyon, and you take that piece out. Yeah, yeah. break your break your leg, and you want the best for him, and this happens to him. It's, it's just. Like, that's a brother and a son for the coach, you know, like, no, nah, yep. man. Yep, no doubt. Yeah. Well, well, then that pushes you guys into uh, the next season. <clears throat> and so I want to talk about that that next season, that 2000-2001 season. Um, and, and listen, you guys, I mean, you guys got players. You, Logan, KSAT, Stokes. And that season, you guys were 25-10. and 10, and it was kind of a back and forth season in terms nice, of life. Nice deal. Yep, it, and and it it was a, I mean it was a back and forth season in, in terms of um well wait a minute the two thousand two thousand one season Max wasn't there yet, I think it was the next year Max was there, so it was you, look, uh Emmanuel McElroy, uh, oh Jamal Davis, yep, VJ Grove, Jamal Davis, Jamal Jamal okay that year. Yep, okay. yep, that year because that was the year that you guys lost to uh, Stanford in yep. the tournament, um, and that that was a that was kind of a um, it it was a it was an odd year in, in that you guys were kind of back and forth wins and losses like win some lose win some lose but I mean as a player I mean you're still learning I mean and growing. Um, what are some of the things, and, and what I want to talk about specifically with this season is, for you, at this point, you're starting to turn a corner as being a veteran uh, in the program. But what was it like to play for Bob Huggins, man? Bob, man, I get, you know what? <laughs> like every every player like takes a deep breath because <laughs> because the heart felt, you know, because. When it's heartfelt, man, you take your time, man. You know. Yeah. And I got a everybody got their own personal situation with Huggins. We all do, but I got, I got one that's still holding on to. I, mean, I got I got to go see him really soon. He's looking for me right now. Matter of fact, um, you know, since that year, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go make this one. Since that year, man, um, I haven't talked to Huggins, y'all. Really? As soon as I got in trouble, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. Mm. Uh, that was it's still difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Still, it's crazy, and mm. you can feel me. Just know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. 
Cause I was trying, I was I was going to the draft. After that year, mm-hmm. I went to I went. You know I went to preacher. I, went, I left school, went to the draft. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I came out most. I mean, that's bad. I was some real stuff. That was LeBron, all them. So I came out the draft most athletic in my position. Mm-hmm. They came. They block shots. Milwaukee, you know, Aaron saying it was well. That's that's before that's before the draft. We 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 back on the other season. What do you want? Oh yeah, Huggins, <laughs> Huggins man. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, was so de- he was so demanding. Right. And I'm right. sure being that, and, and Donald, being that, you know, you are, and, and what I mean by the, the importance of this season is, like, prior to you, it was Kenyon Martin. Now it's on you. So right. the expectations of your position and who you are, you can block shots, play defense. I mean, you're going to be the next Kenyon Martin, so he's going to treat you like that. Right. So the expectations for you were, were very high. That's that was my question as far as how he treated you at that point. You know, at that point he knew that I needed to be at that situation where King was at. So he knew what it was gonna take from me and I knew what kind of worked and I saw what King did to be successful. So mm-hmm. I had everything so Huggins saw that in me he, that that was gonna be the situation. I believed it. So it was like the you know what I'm saying? Me being a little bigger and a lot smarter and stronger and growing, I was coming to my own, and it was on the next following season that I didn't. But making a long story short, um, yeah, he didn't put the pressure on me because he thought it was going to be easy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really, he really, really believed that, and nobody didn't see it, but he saw it. Yeah, and, and he know. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, it, was my, it was my turn, so he he dug in and made sure I was doing what's right. Um, I was starting to come over and do what's right. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. But like I said, Huggins is very intense. He's on me. He knew I wanted it, so he had, he knew I wanted it. He knew I, I worked hard, so we didn't have that issue. Mm-hmm. It was all, it's all about the mental part of, like, doing what's right off the yep. court. Right. Right, right, right. which we're going to which we're going to get to, to some off-the-court stuff here a little bit later. Um, but there, there's, there's, there's one thing with you, and that was, I think, not only your growth um, as a player, the different things you do on the court, but um, obviously you got, you got big and strong. Like you, you embodied what so many people thought about. You see Bearcat basketball players, big and strong. Right. I mean, you had the shoulders, had the guns. Right. You you put in the time. You put in the time right. in the weight room. Mickey Marotti, all those guys that were our strength coach. Right. Scott. Scott, big Scott. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Now, now, with you starting to turn the corner, <clears throat> um, being a veteran, let's jump right into this 2001-2002 uh, season. Um, you guys were 31-4 and four that season. Hey, hold, um, hold on, hold on, hold on, one more time. Let me tell you about uh, I want to tell you about Huggins. I got a little, you know, what I'm saying, a little agitated for a minute. Huggins, um, uh, I want, I want to let this go because, like, I still haven't talked to Huggins since. I know everybody have. He he reached out to guys. Where's Donald? Tell him come see me now. I and me, I feel like I failed him. You know what I'm saying? Just from making uh, actually what happened, and I didn't pursue that last season. And me mm-hmm. had gold. Me and him sat down in his office three times. We had goals of what we were going to do. I was working towards the goal in the best shape. 
we had goals. When I got in that trouble, everything just shut off. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that year, when Max Seal was there, he, he, we, we should have we had – imagine me, E. Hicks, and Max Seal at the game at the same time. Tough. As, bro, brief, ain't no – every block shot, every rebound, toughness. We would have, like, failed to be, like, one of the top bad cat teams. Ever. No doubt. No, no doubt. doubt. Yeah, Max Seal, E. Hicks, and Donald Little down there controlling the situation. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> It's over. So like that that hurt is like Maxie to this day. <laughs> he, he, he to this day always talk shit about me. I talk shit to me. So I messed that situation up for them in their lives and their careers. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, so I never went back. Uh, I felt like I failed hugs, man. I never could like come go back and reach to him and look him out of eye and be like, hey, man. But I know it's gonna be a very emotional moment when I do. Mhm. And I, and. I want to talk, so pause that because I do want to talk more about that when we talk about the incident a little bit later and, and connecting you and Coach Huggins back up. I do want to come back to that. But I want to talk about <clears throat> this 2001-2002 season. You guys were 31-4. and four. Um, Now, what was interesting about this season was the first game you guys played, you played Oklahoma State and get beat, first game of the season. Go on the road, very tough test. And then you guys go on to win 19 games in a row. Whoa. One, one of the hottest. Yeah, right? One of the hottest. And, and, and for anybody that plays college basketball, man, you know how hard it is to win 19 games in a row going on the road, especially when you're playing in conference. You go on the road. I don't care if you're playing UAB, UNC Charlotte, whoever you're playing on the road, they scout you so well. It's tough to get real games. You guys win 19 in a row. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's 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 that's. I forgot about that. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a big run. But I think when Bearcat fans think of the game for Donald Little, it's the Marquette game during the regular season. <clears throat> so. A lot of people call that the Donald Little game. I don't know if you know that. No, I don't. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the I'm gonna bring the game back to you real quick. So I'm gonna take you through it, and then I want to get what you were thinking at that time. So Marquette comes into the uh, Shoemaker Center. They're number nine in the country. You guys are number four. This is such an important game. You guys have to win this game. There's so many conference implications in this. Got it. This is like a must-win game. It was a wild game. Um, you guys are down four. Uh, Logan hits a three-point shot with about 23, no, 22 seconds left, and now you guys are down one. Uh, you guys foul Dwayne Wade. Dwayne go, Wade goes to the free throw line. He misses that free throw. You right. get the rebound. Okay, you give it to Logan. Logan comes, brings it up court. No timeout. You guys run a set. And I'm looking, I remember, I'm watching this game. I'm there, but I'm watching hey. this game. You want to say something? D, you there? I'm here, I'm here. Okay. Uh, I'm watching the game, and I'm thinking, okay, we're down one. Time's running out. Logan's got the ball. I'm looking at the guys on the court, and I'm thinking of all the guys to shoot the shot, to give us the lead. The last guy's probably going to be Donald Little. Uh, or McElroy. Yeah, right. 
But of all the people, you get the ball, you get the shot, and, and make it. Now, one thing I'll never forget about that was you caught that ball, D, and you shot it without even thinking with so much confidence. Am I right? You're right. You're right. Okay, so so now that I've kind of laid that up, you had a good game. You had 14 points, uh, eight rebounds, and six blocks. I mean, you were the star of the game at the end of the day because Logan really didn't play very well the second half. But take us through that last that last set. How much you remember of that? Uh, I remember. No, I, I just remember it was a huge game. You know, D Wade in number nine, an early game. Um, we needed it in the number nine conference. It's a lot to conference in. We had to win it. Tight ordeal. Uh, I just remember. Getting an early foul trouble. I played, played like 25, 30 minutes. I played like, like 22 minutes that game. I got an early mm-hmm. foul trouble, and I was just ready for it, man. And got back in the game and kept playing, man. I remember McElroy driving to that middle. And, you know, yep. he penetrate. You pitched, so he penetrated. My man helped. And when my man helped, I had to shoot the ball. I didn't even think about it, D. I, but I wanted it, though. <laughs> he said, this is my moment. I, you, as you knew, you know, it's Logan, Logan first. You know what I'm saying? But it, I, I can do it too, but Logan's first. Mm-hmm. And then double team Log. McElroy got it. He's he going to penetrate first every time, going left. Mm-hmm. Good pass. And, and I remember you You made that shot, man. You went running down the court just holding that holding that hand in the air. <laughs> uh, no, that was, and that, I'm telling you, man, that game, and how loud the crowd was when you made that shot has to still be one of yeah. the loudest moments in that arena. Oh, oh. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm thinking now, like, oh, you're right, though, because, jeez. That place went crazy. And then when um, uh, Marquette ends up missing that shot, uh, they had, like, a couple seconds left. They missed the shot. We win, and just, like, everybody – Everybody comes to find you who's jumping on you. That must have been just such a great moment for you. Yeah, man. Like you say, like, just uh, a standpoint of history is one of – it's probably one of the top – I say top three, top five games in history of UC because the conference on the line, we got to get the home court advantage for conference. So mm-hmm. it be at the us. Because when we won that game, I think the conference is going to be in, at the Shoemaker. Oh no no no! In Cincinnati, it's in Cincinnati. Yep, yeah, yep. It's downtown. So we had a home court advantage, and we won that year. We won the conference. Yep. Also, yeah, beat Marquette. I think in the finals. Yeah, we beat, we beat Marquette in the finals. That was a that was a great game. I should mm-hmm. got MVP. That not whatever. I remember after that game, man. Uh, we won that game. I threw the ball in the air. I thought for sure I was going to get MVP for that conference tournament, and. <laughs> Huggins looked at me, and they gave it to Lowe. Huggins looked at me, and he like, look, you're going to get it next year. Mm-hmm. And he grabbed, he, you know how when he grabbed by your chest and that jersey, how you look at you and grab you by your jersey? Yep. He did my eyes and said, you're going to get it next year. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what, dog? That, I was smiling the whole time. Like, you're right. Let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah, man. The good old days, boy. Good old days is right. Now, now that year, you guys lose to uh, UCLA in overtime. Um, UCLA. Ooh, why you bring that game up? Man. Man. Hey, hey, D, though, they had pros, man. They had, like, 
They had like five pros. You know, Matt Barnes Matt was on Barnes. that team. I, 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 just know, I learned that probably like two, three months ago that Matt Barnes was on that team. <laughs> you didn't? <laughs> really? Yeah. He only had like one tattoo back then. But, yeah, Matt Barnes was on that team. That's nuts to me, man. I like Matt Barnes, Barnes though, man, the person. Yeah, for sure. Capono. Capono. <clears throat> we we yeah, played on me and Capono played on the uh, Junior Olympics team together, the Junior Olympics together. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and uh, Dan Gazeri. Okay. Yeah, they went to used to uh, – was it uh, USA Junior Olympic team together and overseas, and uh, me, Gazeri, and Capono. Mm-hmm. And Satterfield. Okay, damn. Uh, yeah, with all of that's how me and Sack know it was, uh, before Cincinnati. We went so many long story short. Um, that's how I know Capono and uh, Gazeri. They went to UCLA. I went to Cincinnati. Yep. And that was a huge game. Like, man, that was know, tough, man. That, that overtime loss was tough, man. I, I, it was a, you know what? I think it was low when somebody shot the ball or whatever. Like, we were down to the final seconds and last second shot. And I remember the ball going, hitting the rim. It was like three seconds ago. And I tried to tip the ball in, opposed to grabbing the ball and going back up with it. I tried to tip it. Mm-hmm. And, no, it didn't work. I should have grabbed it. came out. One moment, I, should, I, I went back. And one yeah. Moment, Man, I'm nothing. We had them down 17 and a half. Came all the way back. They came out with Capono. He, he got on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a that was a tough game. I'm, I remember where I was. I was at a gym watching that game. Somebody had a TV set up, and we watched that game, and that was tough. Oh. Yeah, and, and you know what? You said something that I want to use as kind of a segue into this next topic. You said uh, during that conference tournament that Hugs, you know, he grabs your jersey and he says, you know, this, this is you next year. This, you know, next year is your year. And – you know that. I think a lot of people within the program know that. But um, an incident happened. Um, and I want to see how much you want to talk about that incident that happened after that season, which pretty much ended your career uh, with the Bearcats. Right. So well, let's let's talk a little bit about that, um, what you want to talk about with that. Uh, yeah. Um, where do you want to start? Um, that, that was a whole – statement of the situation. Um, where you want to start from? <laughs> right. right. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but before the incident had happened, did you and Coach Huggins sit down and kind of talk about – I know he always sat down with players and talked about, like, the following year expectations and all that. Did he do that with you? Yeah, we sat down a few different times. Um like you said, come behind Kenyon and those expectations, he's going to have huge expectations for me. And mm-hmm. he, he instilled that in my brain and my head. And I believed it. And that's where I was at in life, man. On the court and off the court, man. Just doing, doing the college stuff. But, yeah. And, and, and so why do you think at that time with you having so much at that time, man, like NBA potential, leading this right. Bearcat team. And 
some of the off the court stuff that that bites you like what's going is it just a maturity thing at that time what what's what do you think's going on in your head I think the maturity thing uh is very very much a maturity thing man not understand emotions not knowing what more emotions are you know mm-hmm. knowing them now and knowing how I was then it's the emotional side so intense so emotional not knowing how to control the emotion Mm-hmm. That's a huge, yeah. If you can't control them, then you kill yourself. Yep. Yeah, every time. So, um, and as much as you can talk about this or whatever details you want to want to say about this, I know the reports came out that you got arrested, um, that there was an incident with, uh, I don't know if it was your roommate or I can't even remember all the details at that time. and <clears throat> All these different rumors about what had happened. Um, what can you talk about that? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would with you, I'll go in detail, you know what I'm saying? You want detail, I'll go in detail with you. Just let it go, you know what I'm saying? But, because it was a, it was a time, you know what I'm saying? A very emotional time for everybody. Fans mm-hmm. also. So I really, you know, so I, so I will get detail with the fans because I do owe that situation. <clears throat> right. Right. I yep. feel like. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so when it, when it went down and all that happened, and hugs found out. How did that go? <laughs> um, uh, you want to go into this, you want to go into the details of the other situation, or you want? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah, I know you want to say get a little more detail because people do want to know and hear, man. I never told anybody to tell you the truth. I just, man, I never reached out, said anything about it. I, I put it inside of me, closed it, and like I told you before, I haven't even seen hugs. Since, since since anything happened, mm-hmm. I haven't. He reached out several times, different people. Where's Donald Trump? Don't see me. Where's he at? How are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I just, I just think in time though, it's like ah, I can't, I can't really go see him though. But he's so yeah. busy. Man. I don't want to know some stuff was told, but because I can't go during the game because I know it's gonna be emotional for him and me. So do that before a game, nah, man, no. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no doubt. And this hopefully, hopefully this is therapeutic for you talking about the situation and and all, all right. that. So it let's, is, man. yeah, let's 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 talk about it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah um, man, we just it was uh coming into the summer, season's over, in the weight room, been in the best shape of your life. Kenya's gone. We're gonna we're gonna rebuild and be stronger. Uh, we got. One of the top recruiting class coming in. I'm excited. Husband's excited. Everybody's excited. We got Max Hill coming in. Uh, e Hits coming in, and we're gonna do big things. Okay, I'm gonna be the team leader, captain. That's a lot of responsibilities. I was ready for it. I saw the biggest leaders come from you guys, learning from you guys, uh-huh. the tradition, the culture of where we come from. And uh, okay, cool. Come to the summer. Just not thinking, just being around the wrong people. Uh-huh. I had some hard-headed cousins come from D.C. also come up for visit. Uh, I should have had people around me that like, no, nah, you can't associate. Yeah, they're family. You can't associate yourself with things. So, making a long story short, oh, a guy or my roommate stole some money from me. Um, previously, I understood, but you know me and my heart, man, I'm going to do it again. 
I never said no. So I did it again. It hurt me more. Just in that instant, my cousins was there visiting me, and they are very aggressive. <laughs> and it's crazy, though, because they come to visit me. They was going to run already. They, was from, they from D.C. They was going to run already. They was going to run. They come to see me to, to get away, come see the cousin. Cool, come see me. I, I don't know what's going on until they, when they get there, they tell me, like, hey, we're going to run. Like, oh, my God. And just crazy that happened, that same thing happened that day. So it was just the devil, man, just, just in the way. Because, um, <clears throat> I told my cousins, you know what I'm saying, like, hey, this guy stole something. Not, not meaning that, nah, they know, they know what happened. So they, who going to step you up? We come to get them. No, man, y'all chill out. Next thing you know, they're there. Next thing you know, uh, the guy comes home, my roommate, and then everything just pops off. Huh. Everything just goes fighting and throwing and holding and grabbing. And a long story short, a fight did go down. After that happened, next thing I know, I told him, the, the guy, he was bloody, he said, hey, get up, go, get out of here, man, clean yourself up. And so he ran out the house. And I, I made him go to the bathroom, clean himself up, because, you know what I'm saying, it was, it was bloody, a bloody fight. Uh-huh. Make a long story short, uh, yeah, the media said it was kid, a kidnapping. No, he was in his own, own home, so there was no kidnapping. So this is a charge, so it's not true. Um, what else? Yeah, they did beat him up pretty bad. So I told him to get out of there, go clean himself up. Next thing you know, he went to the police, called the police, called the police, police came, arrested me, and that was it. Uh-huh. Something, that for, something that happened for 24, 25 seconds, man, could ruin your whole situation. Damn. Something so fast. It, was, it really was like a, it was a glitch, like bing bong, and it was over. And next thing you know, your whole life changes. Mm-hmm. The scholarship's gone. Everything's gone. <clears throat> so you know, I, yeah, that's what happened, really. Though, uh, fight broke out, uh, a college fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I didn't say college, but immature fight. Okay, uh, other stuff. Did you know when when the, when the cops came and they arrested you and you're in the handcuffs? Did you know like my college career is over? Is, did that run through your mind? No, not at all. I was invincible, man. Really, man. You know, being a young kid, mm-hmm. high on emotion and not understanding, you just, you know, you get out of trouble in no time. So it's just a matter of, you know, you weren't scared. Just wait, wait your time out, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I didn't, I didn't think the severity of the fight should have held so much because I think it's, it's me and being in the media and UC and basketball and. ESPN picking it up. Howard Stern clowned me, so it's like it was a high-profile case. But really, it was just a fight, man. It blew up out of proportion to everybody saying, "Oh, somebody trying to kill somebody." It was, it was no killing, no nothing, none of that, man. Just the media just took it and ran with it and made it seem the worst in the world. <clears throat> and and it's crazy though. It happened like in what 2000 almost, and it's 2020 right now, and it still haunts me, man. Like, just thank God I don't have to go. Fill out applications to jobs or anything like that, man. Because I can, it's still, it's still on my record and still haunts me. Like I'm a physician, villain. No, man, <laughs> I'm always happy. Right, right. But, but you gotta learn, like you said, like you gotta learn how to control the emotions early, man, because they can hurt you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Now this is this is really the first time you really talked about it. Yeah, because it's it's really because of. 
the storyline is going to be when you Google anything, it's going to be all kidnap, um, stabbings, no, um, all this. And then trying to tell somebody uh, that's not what happened, they they not they don't want to hear that. They want to hear that. <laughs> right, right. They don't, how bad, they don't believe how bad, that. How bad you fuck them up? Like, no, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a situation the media took, man, and ran with it. And in them days, man, whatever you heard and read, man, there was no social media then. So, like, you couldn't get your word out or share what the truth mm-hmm. really was. Or all you had to go to court and stand there and not say anything. So it was like, they're going to believe what they want to believe. I mean, I told him, like, he didn't, have no, he didn't have no significant injuries. A bloody nose and a, a black eye. Mhm. Okay, cool. That's okay. That's a fighting. Okay, cool. That's that's that, that things happen. They don't take away potentially education and everything in the world from a, a young. Yeah, send send to anger management or do anything you want to need or something, but not to just make it out to a point like uh, they tried to kill this guy. No way, Jose, man. Mhm. Now, now, how was that conversation? with Coach Huggins when this all went down and you guys sit and talk to him about it? Uh, I'm trying to to see where I was at and we had a conversation. (laughs) There were so many, man. Um, (laughs) He said it was so many conversations. And you know the intent of that conversation is going to be. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. What? 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 Oh my God! What you? What? We, we, yeah, we had this. We had this. What? What are you doing? You can't do this because of this. But like, coach, man, what we gotta do to fix this? Yeah. Man, you gotta get your lawyer, man. And then he started. But he didn't. He he didn't go too far. Of oh, you fucked up. He went so far as you fucked up. Now how you gonna fix it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that's when the point. I like you're right, coach. And I had to do that. Get my lawyer here, front chair, rest in peace. Um, my lawyer, matter of fact, my lawyer and my judge passed away. Hmm. Crazy, yeah. And then because he gonna expunge my case for me, my judge. He, oh, great guy, man. He, he, matter of fact, he reached out to my lawyer and told my lawyer how was Donald doing with his, with his um, it's a whole felony, whatever. Tell him to come see me, and we'll take care of it. Meaning he'll expunge it for me because it's been over seven, eight, nine, ten years. He right. reached out. That's crazy, wow. right? Wow. Because he knew, like, severely of – it was so high-profile, high man, he had to do his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I'm glad you had an opportunity to tell your side of things and, and talk about it. Um, and you know still to this day, you know, Bearcat fans talk about the incident, and I think a lot of them don't know what really happened, so I'm glad you were able to kind of break yeah. that down. And I think it would be, you know, Donald, from – from my point of view to you, I think it would be great for, you know, you and Huggins to sit down and talk. Um, I know you feel like you disappointed him, and I understand that. But <clears throat> I will tell you this. From the time you got on campus um, to this incident happened, I think Hugs always had a soft spot for you. Right. And you know that. We all knew that. Like, he loved Donald <laughs> Little. Like, That's we true, all, you know. Isn't it? Is that, is that not the truth? That's that's so the truth, man. I don't know. That's so the truth. Man, we we all knew it. We all talked about it, and um, 
you know, I think it it mean the world to him, you know. And that's the thing about Hugs. I think that's what makes him so great. Like all that stuff that happens in the past is in the past. He just wants to connect up with you, hear you're doing great. And that's at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Where are you now? You know, right. are are right. you doing as well? men. Right. So I, I think it would be great if you had an opportunity to to do that. Yeah, I'm a, uh, when, all, when all this Corona stuff is over with, man, I'm because I've been talking about it for forever, yo. We you know I was overseas for the last sixteen years. I, I probably retired about like four years ago. Okay, yeah. Let, let's talk. Let's talk about that. Um, on a positive side, you uh, you go and play professionally overseas. How was that career? Let me tell you about. Okay, you know. Uh, let me tell you one of the stories. Just, I, you know, uh, when I get in trouble, right? Okay, cool. Um, they took my scholarship right away. Um, so all the other schools, D2 schools, started recruiting me. It was mm-hmm. like four or five different visits. I had one more year left of scholarship. Yep. So um, I ended up not going to other schools, staying at UC and finishing and finishing school out. Mm-hmm. Like getting my degree and everything. So because I, I, I could have transferred, went somewhere else, played, and then got my degree somewhere else. No, I stayed in Cincinnati, didn't play, and finished school. I got my degree. So when I get that's interesting because a lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, when it took my scholarship, uh, I just so allowed like uh, who recruited me? Like Northern Kentucky wanted me. Um, um, what's the school down there? In uh, a good D two school down there, win championship every year. Uh, junior college D two. Father Bellman. Oh, what Kentucky? Kentucky Wesleyan. Kentucky Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. I, went to, I went to both visits. Uh, so I like. Uh, it was like, man, sit down, do your schoolwork, man, finish school. So that's what, exactly what I did. I, it, I still finished school. And let me uh, continue my classes, finish my classes. If you don't remember, it's a picture out there, man. We had a banquet. No, we had a banquet, man. And I had gotten into trouble. We still had that banquet at the end of the year. Something happened. We had a banquet. And Huggins called me. I didn't know I was supposed to participate in the banquet. I called mm-hmm. him. Oh, the, the year was over. Um, I got in trouble. Then we had a banquet, and Huggins called me. I remember waking up that morning. Um, Huggins said uh, he called me like, "Where, where the hell are you?" I was like, uh, "I'm here. I'm at home." He was like, uh, "Why are you not? At the, why are you not in the banquet?" I said, "Do I pull? I mean, I didn't want to show my face, but you know, I got in trouble, so I didn't want the fans to." Did you know? Just disrupt the whole banquet, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Distraction. I ain't gonna be distracting the whole banquet, you know, because I come in like, oh shit, Don Little just got in trouble. Like, he's going to jail. He's kidnapping. Why? Why is he at the banquet? I didn't want that situation. So I went to the banquet. Huggins, now you get your ass here. So I put clothes on, ran to the uh, shoemaker. The banquet was in the shoemaker. Sat down. He, he saved me a seat. Got there late. I was late. The lights was off. They had a. The, uh, so they was already sitting down, <laughs> right off. Like, he, he come my my big ass walking through, like ducking to get to my seat, hugging, saving me a seat beside him. It's a picture of me and him side by side at this banquet. I just got in trouble, man. And it's crazy. Man. Like, now nah, you get your ass here. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, whoa. But they never showed the Marquette game. They they disclaimed that. Uh, that kind of hurt me. Mm. Yeah, this is the greatest moment. They, 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 oh shit. Uh, hold on. Let me meet you there. Yeah, you there? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, what was it? Oh yeah, they, uh, they, they took down uh, the market situation, all my highlights and everything though. Like, I'm like shit. Well, I understood. Um, yeah, that was a, that was another moment. And one more other moment. Okay, uh, I got in trouble, right? I did the pre-draft because I got out. I went. I left school. Not in leave school. I forgot how the time frame went though. Went to Chicago. I got invited to Chicago. No, I'm sorry. I got in trouble. Went to the banquet. That summer, I worked out. My case, hold on, here it goes. Go back. December, I got in trouble uh, back in what, summer or whatever, last, whatever, whatever. I don't know the time frame. I'm just giving you some information. So I got in trouble whatever. So I had a court date in December. I went to, hold on, I went to, try, I went to pre-draft or whatever mm-hmm. in the summer. Left pre-draft. Uh, I had court coming up. The judge, he... Uh, Milwaukee and Orlando were interested. Doc Rivers was there. T Mac was there. You know, me and T Mac went to school together. Mm-hmm. So yep. T Mac was starting in Orlando. So Orlando brought me, brought me down for a workout because they saw me in pre draft camp. Like, they're like, oh, they're really interested. Like, they want to draft me. I think they're done. Number 17 paid me. Walker had like 19. They were just going back and forth. They're like, oh, see, we got a very good chance of getting drafted. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, cool. Maybe long story short, they say, look, we can't. Put ties to you until we know that you're not going to be having to do jail time. Huh. It's a conversation. Okay, my lawyer Ted Frontier, go see my lawyer, my uh, judge. He's, and my judge tell him in December, I like, look, you signed this. We we'll, we'll let you. you know what I'm saying pro, no, probation. Uh-huh. Probation, restitution, everything we need, class, whatever we need to do. Let's do it. So, so that's that's in December. Drafts come June. In six more months in June. I had court again June 16th. Drafts on June 18th, two days away. I go to court first. They say I get probation, then I'm fine. If I go, if I go to jail, I, you know what I'm saying? Doc Rivers and everybody else, like, nah, they done. They wash their hands with me. I go to, so I got the draft is on uh, the 26th, I think. And then I, I had court on 26th, draft 28th, some either vice versa or whatever. But I know I had it. I had a uh, court first. The judge t- told me in December he'll let me get off on whatever uh, probation, restitution, everything else, just so I have opportunity to go to the NBA. Uh-huh. And then so okay, fine. I went to court on June 26, draft 28, 26. Every camera's in that courtroom. Possible. ESPN always in the camera room. The judge turned 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 away and gave me jail time. That day, the draft's on 28. I knew I was going to the NBA a lot. The draft's on 28. And Orlando told me, if you don't have a jail time, get jail time, we'll bring you in. Word for word. And I got jail time. Hmm. Yep. And then after that, the NBA, NBA was over. I went overseas to Turkey and killed. <laughs> <laughs> I was making 2500 a month my first year out. Uh, no, I went to jail that summer, got out, went straight to Turkey. Uh, they gave me $2,500 a month, man. I killed that lead. I got 25000 a month in Russia and then killed that lead. <laughs> like, hmm. It was crazy. Yeah, crazy. Now, now, how long did you play overseas? 16 years. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a great career. Yeah, man. Loved it, man. Chopped the whole world twice. Yeah, and- man. 
And and now are you are you back in Georgia? Yeah, I'm back in Atlanta now, man. Got four daughters, man. Just oh, nice. Dad and yeah, I got four girls. Me, all girl, girl dad. <laughs> the girl dad. Girl dad, man. Yeah. Any of them? Uh, any of them Hoovers? Yeah, my they they some younger. Um, oh, bro, my my twelve uh, year old. She's five nine, and uh, she just now to the point. Yeah, exactly, bro. And she got it, bro. She got the whole Hulk natural instincts. My youngest though, she gonna be the one, man. She already is. Dad, I want to play basketball. Like, no, <laughs> oh, oh. Soccer and volleyball. That's it. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's good stuff alright before we get to uh, a couple things at the end that I want to talk about um, at the end of the podcast I always like to do quick questions and quick answers okay you ready for that gotcha alright here we go quick questions quick answers with Donald Little your first one when your, your time here at the University of Cincinnati what did you love most about Cincinnati I love most. Oh, shoot. Oh, you got, you got me good at that, Beach. You know what? The first, first, I'm tell you what, first thing that came to mind was uh, Tom, Tom, Montgomery. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tom Gregory. Yep. That's, uh, that's the first thing that came to my mind. It's crazy, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Gregory. We used to go down to uh, Montgomery Inn for, to get uh, food. But, you know, I worked there for a little while, too, though, for the summers. Did you really? I didn't know that. Oh, man, that's my home. That's my second home, man. Cincinnati, bro. Oh, yeah, Tom's my boy, man. Mm. Now, do you, do you come back much? Uh, I might come back once or twice a year, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I come. I got a um, a god a goddaughter there, Hallie. Hallie McClintock. She's uh, in Kentucky, but she's she's there, and I go see her often. She got married. I was there. And, yeah, my goddaughter. Okay. Okay. All right, my second question. During your time with the Bearcats, if you could pick one teammate that you wanted by your side to go to battle with, what teammate would that be? I'm going McElroy. Mm, that's a good one. People, people, people don't know how tough that dude was. Hey, you can rely on that boy, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No question. That's a That's a good pick. That's a good um, pick. <laughs> that's a good one. No, no, seriously, like, right? Yeah, I might was tough. Um, okay, when you were playing for the Bearcats, if you can remember at this time, it didn't matter if it was freshman year, uh, you know, towards the end of your career or whatever. Do you remember like what was that one pump up song you would listen to before big games or just games in general? Do you remember? Um, or even artists. I would say Jadakiss. Really? Okay. Man, yeah. yeah, man. But you know, I'm a, I'm a country boy, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm really into the Pastor Troy's and all that, though. But yep. I think Jadakiss, Jadakiss was going on there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. All right. My last question here for the Bearcat fans out there: If there was one talent that you have that you could tell the Bearcat fans that you have that would really surprise them? What is that talent? See, a talent? Mm-hmm. A talent. 
Whoa. <laughs> I, I, that's how I meet something. I tell you, like, that's entertainment, though. But again, like, well, that's like entertainment, really, though. Uh, can, you, can you sing, dance, cook, uh, juggle? Cook, yeah. Cook, definitely. Are you a good cook? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty good cook. Okay. That's good enough. I don't think it's a good one, though, but I can't think right now, talent-wise. Okay. Um, not a, yeah, but yeah, man. Well, I want to I tell you this, dude. Um, you know, just taking it back from, you know, the times that we played together and then, you know, after I finished playing, you know, I was still around a lot. Um, you were always such a good dude. And I talked about this earlier. Like, Huggins always had a soft spot for you. Um, and a lot of that has to do with not only did you have great potential, but, like, you were always such a cool dude. Um, always. Great teammate, um, you know, and, and good person. I always remember that um, about you. You probably don't remember this, but when we were in college, um, the street that I lived on, my apartment, there were all the fraternity houses. and I lived across the street from a lot of the fraternities, and one of the fraternities was ATO, and they used to always have these parties out in the parking lots. And <clears throat> we were talking after we were in the locker room or whatever. It was downtime from practice or whatever, and you were like, man, what you doing tonight? I'm like, man, I'm going to the ATO party. You are like, I'm coming. And, bro, you came, <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, do they do this every night? Because there were like, Man, there were like 500 people all over this parking lot. Just there was a DJ, and man, they loved you, man. The, the all the ATO people there loved you, man. And we we partied like all night. We didn't get in any trouble. We just no, we no just, trouble, no trouble. We just partied. Yeah. Just such a, hey, that's, why, that's why I need you around me, then, man. Have <laughs> some responsibility person around me, being young. For sure, for sure. <laughs> So no, it's your fault too, man. <laughs> it's on me. <laughs> yeah, because you, you you was a guy that you know you was you was always the guy that was a little more mature than everybody else and more subtle, more calm. You was like, I was uh when you yeah I was thinking about you what two three days ago, and then Alex Misha man he was like Michael Jordan then he had the whole same swagger. <laughs> he was funny with the damn um the chin straps. <laughs> My chin strap beers. My chin strap, bro. I thought I was sexy, D. I thought Man, I was. Well, what do you mean? You a niece, baby. What you mean, boy? You're beautiful. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you got a bald head, man. I drew everything. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Oh. Yeah, the best hair ever, man. You go to ball, yo. It's crazy. I uh, know. I know. It's crazy, man. It's so good to catch up with you, man. We haven't talked in, in so long. And you know what we got to do, man? We got to get you back to a Bearcat game, man. Would you be willing to do that? I, I have to, man. I, I really have to. I want to get back. I can make it to, like, you know what I'm saying, surroundings, man. And so that's my that's my home, too, man. That that, that place made me also. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Love it's, it. Yeah. That place made me, man. So, like, I want to go back, get back, be a part of the situation. But, I was more concerned of, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know the gauge of, I didn't know. Yeah, 
you know what? I, and, and there's some other former players, you know, like you that you know they have some concerns about coming back. And I always say this, man: it's it's not about where we were; it's where we are now, right. and what you're doing now, and kind of your your journey. I think it's important for the current players and the current right. student athletes to hear and understand. Because listen, we all make mistakes along our journey, and sometimes they're just not mistakes; they're just lessons. And for you to tell your story or for, you know, some of the current players on the team to hear your story, it might help them. Right, right, right. You know, they, so. It'll definitely help them, man, because, like, I, I know what it is. I know where it comes from. It's just, it's just you know, you're having young boys coming, athletes come around, man, don't know how to control the emotions. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got to teach some young boys now, man, control the emotions early because it can make you or break you. Yep. And you know that. Break, yeah, because some guys can't bounce back from a break. Yeah, that's true. That's hey, very what's true. What's your uh, number right quick, Alex? Meet Hmm? What's your number? I'll call you after this. I'll call when we when we hang up, I'll call yeah. you after this and then we'll I'm trying we'll, to send you something. Okay. I'll okay. I'll 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 when when we finish up this recording here, we'll hang up and then we'll I'll okay. get you all my contact information. I'll call you right back. <clears throat> but so, so Donald, listen, hey, man, um, I really, really appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast. Um, like I said, man, so many people want to kind of hear your story. Um, and, and just you talking about the incident, man, I think it's super therapeutic for you. It's good for the fans to know what, what happened at that point, man. Um, listen, man, I really, really appreciate you coming on. Sound good? Man, you know we family, man, forever. You know it. Very happy <laughs> for life, man. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, I got to hang up here, and then I'm going to call you right back. All right, brother. All right, I want to thank everybody for listening to our special episode, our interview series of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. And once again, you can follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. Also on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. On Snapchat, at Big Meach. 41 and soon to be on TikTok. I appreciate everybody listening to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go Bearcats!